Hi there, and welcome to the Government Transformation Show, the podcast for public sector changemakers. I'm Dami, the content marketing lead at Government Transformation Magazine. And in today's episode of the Government Transformation Show, I sit down with Chirag Agarwal, Director of Product at Kanos. Chirag has 17 years of experience shaping product strategy and delivering digital transformation for large-scale public and private sector organizations. Kanos has helped the UK government address some of its biggest digital challenges, including passports, Brexit, the COVID-19 crisis, voter registration, the NHS app, and more. These digital services impact the lives of 65 million people daily. Chirag will join us at this year's Government Transformation Summit this September to discuss transformation strategy with Philippa Manley, Projects and Digital Service Director from HM Passport Office, and Xiao Pu Fang, Director of Product and Service Delivery from Benefit Delivery Modernization in the Government of Canada. Today, Chirag and I take a quick look at transformation strategy. We discuss what it takes for an organization to transform, where this transformation should begin, the impact it could have, and how to avoid the need to retransform at a later stage. Let's jump in now. So I'm joined here with Chirag Agarwal from Kanos, Head of Product, to discuss transformation strategy. Chirag, please introduce yourself. Hi, Dami. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm Chirag. Um, I'm Chirag Agarwal. I'm currently a Director of Product with Kanos. I've, um, I've got quite a lot of experience, 17 plus years of experience with, uh, with delivering digital transformations for various organizations in both uh, public and private sector. Uh, most recently, I've been doing this with um, HM Passport Office. Um, so I'm trying to digitally transform the, the UK passport service. I'm really passionate about, um, I've been living and breathing this for the last four or five years. So really passionate about um, how do organizations culturally change and adopt product-centric ways of working aligned with um, agile software delivery. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this discussion. So before we get started in the meaty stuff, let's start with some intro icebreaker questions. So my sure. first question for you is, what is your favorite piece of tech and why? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So um, I guess I'm, I'm surrounded by, I'm not a geek per se, but I do like my uh, piece of tech. So favorite one is, um, I'd have to say my Mac. I've, I've been an Apple enthusiast um, for a long, long time. And I think so I've switched to using MacBooks uh, for work and personal use, what about 20 years ago? And I haven't changed since. I can't <laughs> work on anything else now. Fabulous, okay. I use a Mac too. So I am definitely one of the Apple evangelists. <laughs> um, it is my favorite as well. Okay, my next question is, what should be the priority for an, for an organization? Should it be digital transformation or cultural transformation? It's a brilliant question. And I think so people, for me, quite a lot of transformations are more so about people than tech. And I think so, we'll probably get to it later on. But personally, I feel that if you get the cultural bit right, then you give yourself an enduring capability to do this time and again. Whereas if you only do the digital uh, side of it and don't change culturally, maybe you'll regress and not be able to do it again. Of course, of course, that makes sense. Okay, yes, yeah, so we will discuss that a little bit further, a little bit later. Um, and then my last question, could you tell us something interesting about your early career that would surprise our audience? <laughs> um, right, so in terms of my early career, something that, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm just trying to 
think of something that I'd classify had a, a very boring career so far. So in terms of just very traditional uh, following, but I do, I'm really into rock climbing. So I'm a professional or people may not know this, but I did professional rock climbing. At a point of time, I was um, offered or I was going to go and climb glaciers and probably go to the base camp of Mount Everest, but it, oh, it's wow. just the timing of it didn't work out. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. So how long have you been rock climbing for? So just curious. Yeah, it was um, it was during my early years that I did it for five to five to six years. And then I could have continued along that path, but uh, ah. I just I didn't. OK, so now you're in transformation. Now, <laughs> it's a yeah, now I'm, I'm com- yeah, I think so the shape I'm in, I don't know if I'd be able to uh, do anything like that anymore. I can do a little bit, not too much. Fair enough. It is quite a feat to climb around to goodness. I don't think I could even, I have a fear of heights, so I'm amazed. Just, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, um, sorry, you were going to say? No, I was just going to say, I, I think so. it's just, um, I remember going through the ropes and that, and I, the scariest thing was climbing one without ropes. So they'd actually make you do that. So it wasn't a very tall, but there is one way you actually do it because then you don't, you have to rely on your grip and your foothold and everything else right. and um so yeah that was scary wow 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 no ropes <laughs> wow <laughs> okay um i'm gonna move us swiftly on though so we can uh deal with the topic at hand so in terms of transformation strategy my first question is how active is kanos with the uk civil service in terms of advising on transformation strategy uh, uh, very active um kind of we've helped uh we with the last 30 years of chaos formation quite a lot of the work we have been doing is with uk government and the uk service civil service uh quite a lot of the journey of uk government over the last 10 years has been about digital transformation so we've been helping uk government address some of their biggest digital challenges so passports eu exit uh covid19 uh registering to vote for example nhs app uh so we've been involved with all of these and helped with the digital transformation of all of these. Wow, I think I, I've used at least all of those services at <laughs> least once. Okay, cool. So I've got the Kanos to thank for keeping everything going. Well, um, I mean, and, and, the civil, and the civil service, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so just on that topic then, why does transformation strategy matter to Kanos? Yeah, so I'm very proud to work for Kanos because the digital services we have delivered impact the lives of more than 65 million people as we were just talking about it right it it daily including yours and mine so it has a positive impact on that now some of those examples i mentioned of the passports eu exit covid19 these transformations are successful because they have a current strategy to start with and then they have followed it up with pragmatic implementation so transformation strategy is important to us because if done well it can deliver the great experience all of us are after, the citizen expects, the user expects, while also introducing significant and colossal efficiencies for the department, including cost savings, which can then be reinvested into new public services to the government, right? Uh, it matters to us simply because it matters to our customers. Uh, it helps them achieve their business outcomes and positive impact users' lives. Okay, that actually leads me on to my next question. So in terms of your main takes of how government organizations tackle their transformation strategy, 
um, how should they approach this and how could they approach it better? Yeah, so I'd probably come to um, probably start with what I think, how, how, how I see them approaching this right now and probably come back to then um, how it could be improved. Um, so just thinking about how they approach it right now, in my experience, I think in most cases, the urgency is there and the need to transform is well understood. For example, sometimes there's a burning platform, legacy platform that needs to be replaced. Uh, there mm -hmm. could be a reputational impact of doing or not doing something. And uh, there is an understanding there that digital transformation would achieve some outcomes, will help realize efficiencies, and that internal and external conditions are supported. So in most cases, the business case is quite solid. This is what I find. However, because transformations typically happen over multiple years, right? Uh, the next step can appear quite daunting. Um, and I quite often hear things such as, um, we don't have experience of doing this before. How do we actually go about doing this? Or we do know what to do, but don't have the capability internally to do this. Or we do know what to do, have the capability internally, but are afraid of getting it wrong. Hmm. So I'm not saying the organizations that get it right have all the answers from the start, but they do have the courage to ask these questions, the, the conviction to start on this path, pivot when necessary, if needed, and the confidence to ask for help as well. So that's kind of what I see happening. I can come back to, I think so your question was around how can they improve that or yes. what can they do? I think so. Um, I think some of it is back to the question you started to ask whether, whether you should culturally transform or, or just the technology side of it. So I think so I've often seen organizations focus too much on just transforming one part of the organization. So maybe just software delivery, maybe just the tech rather than the whole of it. They need to ask themselves a simple question. How do I not end up needing another transformation five years down the line? And I think so, um, sorry if you were going to ask that. No, that's later, okay. But yeah, let's, let's yeah. do that, yeah. Yeah, so I think so it's, it's primarily rather than just focusing on building software better or replacing a legacy platform, I'd encourage them to think about how to change culturally, how to change their organization structures and have some internal capabilities so that they can do this time and again. They can do this continuously. So I understand, as I said, this can be daunting if you don't have the experience of the capability, but that's when you can go out to market. You can ask for help. You can, important thing is to choose a digital partner wisely. Uh, choose a partner who has proven track record with digital transformation, obviously goes without saying, but is a pragmatic practitioner, has gained the delivery scars and make sure they also support as outcome your internal capability development so that you can do this yourself when they leave. Absolutely. That Okay, so following on from that, what are the top three things that government organizations should prioritize to get started on the journey to transforming? Ah, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I keep on banging the, dress, uh, the drum about this, but I think so for me, the number one is still to prioritize the transformation of your whole organization rather than just one aspect. So yeah. if you want to become a modern digital business, which I think is the whole point of digital transformation, that's what most organizations are trying to do. It has to be underpinned by the digital products and services at the center, and you need to have your organization provide supporting structures around that. So that's what you have to do. Um, second, to have a bold and ambitious vision, do have that, but also find a way to test and learn quickly and fail safely uh, in your unique organizational environment. I think both those things are important and your organization is unique. So you need to be able to test 
things that may have worked for others in your environment. And then the third one, which I mentioned as well, is to find a digital partner who is complementary to your capabilities. Work with them. I think so it's important you find them, but then uh, there's a bit about buy-in. So you need to work with them to deliver at pace. Show this can work in your context, your unique organization has the benefits that you were intending on unlocking and use that to gain credibility and buy-in with an organization. I often find that people underestimate or not appreciate that Mostly, this is a change management exercise about people more so than tech. And change management takes a lot of time to, to actually embed. So do keep that in mind. Fabulous. Okay. Could we talk a little bit more about change management and how that comes into play with transformation strategy? Sure. So how do they interlink? So if you, if you look at um, organization models and how organization is structured primarily, because structure drives culture, structure drives quite a lot of other things, right? Um, the kind of organization you're currently structured reflects the way you are, say, for example, developing digital products or, or, or delivering services to your users, right? So if you are used to effectively outsourcing change, if you're used to having somebody else do the change for you, and all you're doing is specifying what needs to be done and then checking when it's done, it's right or wrong, right? That's mm -hmm. how your organization is structured. But the reality is as a modern digital business, you need to pivot quickly. You need to understand your data better. You need to understand your users better. You need to be able to make changes. So external organization change, uh, external context changes. So for example, COVID happened. Um, if you are still involved in this, this loop of going out for that change, outsourcing to somebody else and that coming back and react. Maybe the feedback in loop is too long. Make it takes too long for you to be able to change your organization. So changing to, to be able to um, have that internal capability to have product-centric operating models allows you to, to be more in charge of your own destiny. And then moving on quickly to the Transformation Summit and the roundtable discussions, is there anything that you're looking forward to sharing with our audience? Yeah, um, actually, I'm really excited about the summit. I think it's a great idea, uh, by the way, uh, in terms of and especially done conference format is quite cool. Um, I mentioned before, um, we Kenos, um have worked with UK government to deliver what I classify as several difficult digital transformations. So this has given us valuable insights uh, about the challenges and lessons learned in the space, which I'm very keen to share. But I also find personally, I often work best from work examples from having things brought to life, right? One such example is of HM Passport Office, who uh, we have been working closely with over the last few years to help them on their transformation journey to become a modern digital business. I've been working on it personally. And as so happens in the summit table, I'll be joined by Philippa Manley, who heads, who leads HMPO's digital transformation and is a co-host for the table. So I'm really looking forward to that because I think, um, Personally, we've been working with them uh, over the past few years, helping them move from project-based episodic delivery to actually doing continuous improvement. Some of the things I was talking about using enduring in-house capability. And in practice, this means we've helped them adopt product-centric operating models and embracing user-centered design, agile delivery, all the good things that you need to do. So that's happened. I've been involved with it. I've listened to learned from it. And thankfully, we've ended up delivering award-winning passport service. Um, I don't know if you've had an example of a uh, chance to use it recently on gov.uk to apply or replace your passport. Um, 
but from the feedback I've got, it's considered an exemplar, not just in the UK, but internationally, um, in some international passport conferences. It's won several prestigious awards. More importantly, it's transformed the user experience. It's loved by the public. Uh, user satisfaction scores are consistently above 90%. It's been a game changer for HMPO's business as well, uh, because um, they have had significant efficiencies through their digital take up. So uh, it's close to 90% of applications they receive now are digital. And then calls into their call centers have reduced by more than 90%, which is again, a big part of their savings. Yeah, so, wow, wow. So that's a significant digital transformation. And it also seems to be the thing around delivering something quickly and then gaining credibility within the organization by, and that's happened as well, and realizing the benefits. So HMPS transformation is nowhere near done, and but they're much farther along on the journey. And therefore, I think this is a brilliant opportunity for us to have a lively conversation and bring all these aspects of digital transformation to life, both the pros, the cons, the challenges, everything else, by using the real life example, considering um, both of us would be on the table. Absolutely. I'll be looking forward to poking my ear in to hear from <laughs> bits and pieces as well. And then lastly, my last question, what are you interested in hearing and learning from our community of civil servants at the summit? Yeah, just seeing the website, you've got a brilliant cohort. So I'm really excited about it. Really excited from learning from the challenges. So what do they or their departments struggle with uh, related to digital transformation or otherwise? There could be other things, right? Um, any learning and introspection. So what do they wish they had known at the start? What have they learned along the way that can help others? And um, finally, of course, um, uh, from, a, from my Kenos perspective, when they go out to market, what are they looking for in partners? Uh, what's made for a good versus bad partner experience for them in the past? Thank you so much for answering my questions. Thanks to Chirag for joining me for this episode. Great conversation there around approaching transformation strategy, whether to start with the cultural or digital aspects, how transformation can help your organization and what to look out for when beginning your transformation journey. As I mentioned, Chirag will join us at this year's Government Transformation Summit on the 27th of September at Church House in Westminster and co-host a discussion on transformation strategy. The summit is a fantastic opportunity for civil service leaders to meet and workshop solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing public sector organisations today. If you'd like to attend the summit, please register with the link underneath this episode. Join us next time where we'll be sitting with another public sector changemaker. Until then, goodbye.